Welcome to Trending Health, where we provide you with valuable insights and perspectives on the evolving healthcare industry. Brought to you by Dynamic, Trending Health explores industry topics that are real, relevant, and worth discussing. I'm your host, Jen Burke. With estimations of up to 6% growth through 2027, success in the global medicines market is key for life sciences organizations in terms of both business opportunity and patient impact. While companies understand the potential, executing successful launches in diverse markets remains a formidable challenge, requiring a balance of efficient globalized frameworks and tactics adapted to local market dynamics. I'm here with Dynamics global launch experts, Stephanie Farrell and Felice Walter to discuss how to win when it comes to global launch. Welcome, Stephanie and Felice. We're so happy you both could join us today to discuss product launch on the global scale. Thanks for having us, Jen. Pleasure to be here. Stephanie, can you start by telling our listeners a little bit about why global product launch is so important and frankly, so difficult? So over the last few years, we've seen really strong volume and adoption of novel medicines drive growth in in Latin America, Europe, Asia, and life sciences organizations have really begun to focus on global launches. It's a big area of opportunity and potential, especially if you're looking at patient impact. Outside of the U.S., in-market brand teams tend to be more leanly resourced with smaller budgets, smaller teams, and these teams are often supporting multiple brands or even the entire portfolio. So to really maximize their resources and give these markets scalable support, a global brand team is responsible for building strategy and resources that can be adopted and adapted by multiple markets. This is no small feat. Requiring these teams to balance diverse and differing priorities, different regulatory environments, market access environments, perspectives, and cultures. Given the sheer volume of launches right now, it's critical to prioritize resources. When building out the global launch strategy, one of the key first steps includes prioritizing and sequencing the markets for launch. At a high level, launch teams should assess the commercial opportunity to determine priority markets. Some of the markets will be obvious from a value capture perspective. The FDA and the EMA filing often go first. However, some markets may have additional added value to the global launch strategy when it comes to things like key opinion leaders or even additional evidence generation capabilities. Each regulatory submission and reimbursement scenario needs to be evaluated to take patient access and brand value into account. For example, what are the regulatory requirements to achieve target label? What is the optimal international reference price sequencing based on early understanding of the commercial prioritization and the regulatory plans? Also, how do you align the commercial supply with the forecast? This evaluation has to occur both within and across markets. It's important to prioritize what success looks like for each market and put it in the context of the competition and the environment. There can be trade-offs that need to be evaluated from a global perspective when prioritizing markets. For example, in some markets like Germany, each time there's a new indication extension within a medicine, it can trigger a reassessment by the health technology assessment and a new round of price negotiations. Sometimes it makes sense to bundle multiple indications into a submission. 
there can be major impacts on global price potential, particularly for markets that directly reference Germany pricing. Additionally, there might be programs such as Project Orbis, which link regulatory submissions and approvals in other markets to an anchor market like the US. But even here, Project Orbis can help accelerate speed to market, but there's also trade-offs to consider here as well. All of this has to factor into the global strategy, and in most organizations, that falls to the global launch or brand team. The core responsibility of the global team is to build and communicate the global strategy. From there, local markets are responsible for adapting that strategy into their launch preparations and tactical plans. And a variety of factors go into that adaptation, such as launch timing, competitive landscape, approval process, access, and reimbursement. And clear governance and guidance can really help to manage deviations. But in some cases, markets need to deviate from the global strategy to account for things that are happening in their local market. So for example, in a market where they have more competition or lower market share, they might target different HCP segments or tailor their messaging accordingly. My head already feels so full just listening to you both talk about global product launch and just the sheer volume of things that these teams have to consider just when it comes to getting the core strategy right and even thinking about things like sequencing. I can imagine that a common trap that these teams might fall into, you know, just with so much going on is thinking that if you build it, they will come. But what are some ways, Felice, that global teams can really ensure that the markets they're working with are aligned to the strategy and are adopting those centrally developed resources? The importance of communication between global and local markets can't be emphasized enough. A lot of times, misalignment in strategy or deliverables can root from a lack of awareness in which teams are doing what and when. Early engagement with the local markets is important. Clarity of the key milestones for global strategy, market research, and deliverables can prevent duplication of efforts. Also, the communication should be a two-way street. Soliciting feedback on global deliverables early and often is the best formula for local market uptake and adoption. Global should closely align with key markets or early launch markets to understand their needs. For accelerated launch scenarios, consider asset co-creation with select markets. It's also important to make sure feedback groups are inclusive and representative of the variety of launch scenarios your markets are facing. I think the concept of co-creation is really interesting, but in reality, it's hard to implement and to get a large group of markets involved when you are creating assets. And we know that markets are more receptive to plans and deliverables that are tailored to their needs. So one way to to deal with that is to group markets into archetypes based on things like launch timing, uh, market dynamics, or reimbursement situations. These archetypes can be a really powerful tool to make sense of a large volume of seemingly fragmented markets. Launch archetypes can help to convey strategy and support implementation. Markets with the same archetypes can be grouped together for activities like strategic workshops, core asset development, or even best practice sharing. I've seen this done really well. For example, you might group markets together based on their situation in market. So if they already have indications in play, those markets can strategize together. Or if it's a market that's launching an indication for the first time, then they can be grouped together as well to to brainstorm. 
However, there will always be some markets that don't fit into a specific archetype or need to deviate from the global strategy. Ideally, these deviations are supported with local market insights and approved by leadership in launch readiness reviews, but that might not always be the case. And it's important that the global frameworks are simply that, a scaffolding of core brand strategy that local markets can build around in accordance to their specific situation. There are so many nuances that need to be accounted for for all of these assets, especially as they get more personalized and the markets evolve over time. Shaping medicine is hard. And I think that we as global should leave it up to the local markets to know their patients best and we can evolve the strategy as such. I do think there are some examples, though, where global does draw a line. One that comes to mind is working with one team, a market in South America wanted to change the brand creative artwork to be more reflective of the uh, climate of their country, which was a step too far in terms of maintaining brand guidelines. And when you're trying to build that global brand and keep recognition globally, it's difficult to manage some of those changes. So I do think that deviations are important, but there needs to be some line that the global team sets. I hear what you're saying, Steph, but at the end of the day, these local markets are responsible for their PL and it's ultimately up to them how they execute against the global launch strategy. Sounds like there's a, a healthy tension at play here between the global team and the local teams, right? I think everyone really trying to do the best with what, what they have, local markets trying to make sure they're meeting their direct patients and customers' needs to have a maximally successful product launch. And Global teams really trying to alleviate some of that burden that the market teams face in terms of what they need to create to be successful for launch, looking at what can they build centrally so the markets can really focus on those specific pieces that are going to move the needle in market versus just the sheer amount of deliverables, assets, et cetera, that really tend to accompany any product launch. Speaking of deliverables, Stephanie, what are some of the ways that global teams can really package up the work that they're putting together for these local markets. I think best-in-class global cross-functional teams deliver templatized and modular deliverables that allow local teams to easily adapt them according to local regulations and guidelines. So global materials will usually reference global guidelines, and then markets can supplement those with local governing bodies that really resonate better with in-market HCPs. And what you include with the deliverables is often just as important. So for example, implementation guides are a really great tool to partner with assets or deliverables. They cover what are the key areas to probe in on? How does this support our strategy? How does this tie into segmentation or other components of global strategy? Another key element is providing those source file packages that allow teams to make changes without recreating or redoing work, which saves a lot of money on local teams. And beyond those core assets, easy to follow toolkits and value packs can really maximize local budgets. Similarly, speaker programs in a box or workshops in a box help to ensure consistent messaging, and they also significantly reduce the cost and effort to run local programs. So with limited resources and so much they can tackle, Less is more for global teams. A lot of times product teams will think of how many assets can I deliver? What's the long list? What's the number of assets we can provide? But I think one key focus area should be less is more. So 
for new product launches, how can we really hone in on those core materials that are a consistent need across all markets? That would be things like the core visual aid, the objection handler, the email template or journal ad, those core assets that can be used over and over again. Additional pull-through assets can be evaluated, let's say six months post-launch. At that period, you'll have performance data, insights, and you'll be able to provide that supporting rationale for what other assets are needed. As you're talking about kind of continually assessing the assets that the global teams are developing over time, it has me thinking that for global teams, launch is really a marathon rather than a sprint. You're thinking about they're helping so many different markets over time. They're all launching on different timeframes. There may be a gap between their approval and their reimbursement. So there may be almost like multiple launch milestones. They're continually getting new information with each market that comes online. It's a really a long tail of activity for these global teams and also the markets that they're working with. What are some strategies, Felice, that global teams can employ to make sure that their markets are staying engaged as they're each moving towards their individual launches? You know, global, we do so much planning pre-date. It's important to make sure everybody is fully bought in and understands the opportunity once we have data in hand. There's a lot of complexity to think through all of the scenarios. Strong communication and engagement plans are critical for launch success and post-launch pull-through. Global teams should look to create forums where markets can best share practices and challenges. For example, standalone forums to address specific launch challenges, such as you know, how to engage a certain type of specialty HCP, what works, what does not work. Another great example is a large format global launch event. It's a really great way to generate excitement and broadly share the launch strategy and deliverables. I've been involved in a few of these meetings and in post-event feedback, it comes back consistently that the most valuable part of these events is giving markets time to connect with each other and hear about what's working and hear from markets that have already launched. So global teams should make an effort to get teams together, whether that's through standalone forums or a global launch event. And then once they do that, continue to build on that launch momentum. So that's with frequent communications, highlighting what global is doing, new asset releases, global initiatives, and events. These regular updates can be in a newsletter, asset catalog, or even a dedicated SharePoint or asset repository where markets can go to and know it's a one-stop shop for what global resources are available. Yeah, Steph, I would even recommend like an internal communications committee just to keep the pulse going, provide clarity so that those folks that are accountable for significant deliverables are aware and don't necessarily need to be managed. I also think that regular performance tracking can be an effective way to connect with markets on a regular basis. This really helps not only to measure progress towards ambition, but identify challenges earlier and allow teams to have time to course correct. Pre-launch metrics are really hard to nail down because before launch, there's certain things from a compliance perspective that you're, you're not able to track. But I do think that there are elements of awareness, of disease state 
state education or broader testing rates, things that you can kind of move a needle on or get a sense of what the environment is like pre-launch can be addressed. But usually, I think as a best practice, teams will set those post-launch metrics to really say, has this strategy been implemented? And those usually will read out six months to a year after launch. So a lot of times in those early months post-launch, quantitative data, performance data is not available. So having one-on-ones with early launch markets can really help to understand performance and what are those key challenges in launch. So for example, are low testing rates due to lack of HCP education or long pathology lead times? Is discontinuation due to poor adverse events management or access restrictions? So digging into these nuances of why uh, is really helpful and to have that conversation. And as issues are uncovered, you're able to kind of build that plan together and determine if there's going to be wider impact to other markets and how to share plans and lessons learned reflecting on any changes to the strategy or tactics that might be required. I think that one-on-one connection is helpful and really helps markets to feel heard. The global team should just focus on listening in these sessions and asking questions. I've been involved in a few of these, and I always try to end the sessions with, what do you need from global? How can we help? And I think it sometimes comes out, is it a new asset? Is it additional insights? Is it support? But that conversation is really impactful. I agree, Steph. Global should always be there to add value to the local markets. And I think that that should be like a steady drumbeat throughout all of the, you know, two years out planning for launch. I love that consistent anchor for global teams to be asking themselves, how can we help to be asking their markets? How can we help? And to really focus on the value that they can deliver based on where these markets are in their launch journey. Thank you both for coming on the podcast today. I certainly learned a lot about how to win when it comes to global product launch. And I hope our listeners did too. For our listeners who are interested in learning more about product launch, be sure to check out our site page and recent insights linked in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Trending Health. For links to resources discussed in the episode, to subscribe to the Trending Health podcast, and explore if Dynamic can help your company manage ongoing healthcare industry change, visit trendinghealth.com. Tune into the next episode where we look forward to providing you with more insights on the healthcare industry.